Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So there was no opening promos to this week's episode of AEW Collision. So I thought I'd do my own one. I'm going to find a knife and chop you up into little pieces and feed you to a dog. What's that? <laughs> a little bit too much. I did kind of get it, though, because when we did have the Continental Classic doing these, just made it feel so damn important. So you do want to rest them. So when they do come back round again, they once again feel important. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to yet another episode of Ups and Downs. This is probably like episode 7,691, but I really do appreciate you stopping by. But was this episode of AEW Collision any good? Let's find out by giving the good bits an up. And the bad bits are down. And yes, the first thing we did get was yet another stop on Sting's retirement tour. Kind of feel like AEW could be making a bigger deal out of these kind of things. Any town we arrived in, I would walk around with a megaphone going, Sting is retiring! Sting is retiring! But now that I've done that, it is a little bit weird. It was the Stinger and Darby Allen taking on the workhorse men, though. So Flair played to those guys, and Ric Flair was in the Stinger's corner. And honestly, somebody had walked in and said, Hey, Simon, do you want to bet your life on who is going to win here? I'd have been like, well, that's stupid. But yes, yes, I do. Anthony Henry and JD Drake must have felt the same, too, because they just jumped these guys to begin with, when, of course, they noticed that Darby Allen was smaller than Sting. <laughs> Well, they absolutely whooped his ass. When he got crossed into Barry Barricade, even though the bell hadn't rung, when we did get the ding, 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 Darby was all like, man, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. I suppose that was true to a certain extent, but eventually he got murked again. It really did work, though, because the crowd started chanting to Sting, all the damn workhorse men kept cutting him off, but then eventually Darby felt the power in his hand, it got all warm, and he gave him the hot tag. I think Alan must have taken a phoenix down as well, though, because all of a sudden he was back, and he was smashing out code reds when he went to the top, and he hit a coffin drop to the floor. And he did that on dynamite. This guy's nuts. That did allow Sting to hit the splash, though, and the scorpion death drop as he got the one, two, three. And do not forget, we've only got, like, three months left of Sting, so make sure you send him all of your love, and maybe a hug as well. Of course it's going to get up. Do you think I'm going to down Sting? Not on your life. Therefore... It also led into a video reminding you, come Dynamite, we are going to get Darby Allen and Sting taking on Takeshita, powerhouse Will Hobbs. All things considered, that's a very interesting match, as was our next fight, because it was Eddie Kingston defending his continental title, continental belt, C2 championship, whatever you want to call it, against none other than Trent Beretta. And yes, look, this was the second match where I was like, well, once again, I know who's going to win here. 
but it was just nice to see a brand new championship, given everything we had seen over the last few months, play out on TV. And I know AEW does have too many belts, but not this one. It makes me happy. Fred came flying out the blocks too to try and get the jump on Kingston when he came back with the old chop, which is the official move of 2024. So well done, Chop. Trent then came back with a DDT for a one-two-oo when Edward went back to the Chops. This is really making me laugh now. There are certain people on the internet going, oh, there's too many Chops in wrestling. No, there's not. If I was in a predicament where I thought, oh, man, I need to get some kind of shot out there, of course I would slap another man's chest. Also, it sounds good. Trent was then busted open after he got dropped on his face on the outside. This was a brutal cut when we actually got to the highlight of the evening because who was watching this from the crowd? It was Sue. Trent's mum. I hope she bought the cookie. I think Trent then must have remembered, oh yeah, my mum is here because he need Eddie Kingston right in the face when he used Barry Barricade to his advantage. Once again, let's never forget 2023, the year when Barry died. This then turned into an absolutely awesome game of wrestling tennis. And when Trent scored with the Gotch Power Driver, that got a great one to ooh. But once again, I can't lie to you. I was like, well, of course Kingston is going to kick out. And he did. This sort of had the same ending to the John Moxley scrap as well, which I always enjoy, because they just got into it when Kingston decided, nope, I'm not having that. He smashed Trent right in the face. He hit a stalling Northern Lights bomb, and he got the one, two, three. I know I say this all the time, but I'm saying it again. The way Eddie Kingston holds himself, well, I don't think he knows that wrestling is a work. So we asked the machine. What does the machine say? No. Sue also gave her son a thumbs up afterwards, so I think she must have got confused here. And as a small aside, if you are one of these jabrones on the internet that keeps going, oh man, Eddie Kingston is in terrible shape, okay, fine. Well, you post a half-naked picture of yourself and we'll all judge you. Sounds terrible, right? Shut up. I said the word. This match is getting an up. That was really good. We then continue to tease what could happen between Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale and their friendship, because as we have now learned, Stokely Hathaway is not a fan of this at all. You also have to go see this video on the internet too, because Stokely actually played Kurt Angle to do a cameo about this. I won't spoil it for you, but it's really funny. Anyway, these two then did weigh in on this, including Statlander's Komodo dragon, which was on her shoulder. And they were like, we don't care about anything else. It is 2024. We're the best of buds. We just want to be a success. So of course they are going to fall out and feud eventually. And if you do add Hathaway into this in the right way, well, I tell you, this one could really cook. I'm a little bit excited. As I am with Hook, my word. Because we cut straight to a video with him where he was like, hey man, have you seen my win-loss record? I think it's pretty damn good. So it's time to elevate my game. Because given that he believes wins and losses do matter, he is challenging none other than Samoa Joe. I kind of froze like a T-Rex was trying to come after me. I couldn't believe it. Hook also said that he wanted the world title as well as having wonderful hair. And I cannot wait for this because you can go in two totally directions. One, he actually holds his own against Samoa Joe, which is totally fine. Or two, Samoa Joe actually kills him. Hook is like, man, I've got to hit reset. I will take either of these. Once again, I'm damn excited. More like this. When people defo got mad, because we got a Ring of Honor tag team title match on AEW TV, let's shut it all down. It kind of does make sense though, because Matt Taven and Mike Bennett are directly involved in the Adam Cole storyline, so they can't just vanish. They have to defend these titles somewhere, and I thought this was fine. It was also a Proving Grounds match as well, because it was Commander and a K and Brian Keith teaming together. And of course, if they won or survived the 10 minute time limit, they would get a proper championship match. The whole time I was like, why are they friends now? 
I have absolutely no idea. I will say though, it was another great showcase for the K-Man. And we absolutely have something in Keith. Like I know he's been doing really well on the independent scene, but ever since he's had a few matches on AEW, well, you can just see it. We should do something with the man. Sadly, he didn't see the blind tag, so Bennett snuck in there and smacked him in the face as Taven dropped the elbow for a one-two-oo. And this now ties into the dream I have for 2024. I want someone to hit a mundane maneuver and get a three count, because you would surprise everybody. And from that point on, people are like, well, I think I know what's going to happen, but maybe he hits a double axe handle and win. Brian did have an idea of his own, though, which is just to throw them into Team of the Turnbuckle, and that allowed him to get the hot tag to Commander. Listen, this dude has been getting over like crazy recently, and it's because of sequences like this. He just hit his go button, and he was doing moves that were like maths. I couldn't figure it out. And I think he hit a superplex onto Taven off of Keith's shoulders at one point, as Brian also smashed Matthew right in the face with a knee. Then it all went bad. Because Bennett took a med pack and they finished off Commander with a pile driver, when they got Brian Keith, they did that combo finisher where you just hold him up in the air and the other guy grabs him and throws him down into the mat. Looks pretty good. One, two, three. So the Devil's Henchman did win, and yes, one, that was obvious. But two, there was a plus point to this in the sense that Commander didn't eat the pin. Because if you go through his recent record, he's always the man being beat. I mean, he did technically lose, so that's still not great, but I did think it was a very good Chauvin for Taven and Bennett, and they have been given a ball, and my word, are they running with it. So again, I hope it's a very good year for them, giving them an up. It also, of course, ties into everything that's going down with Bullet Club Gold and the Acclaimed, because they hate the Undisputed Kingdom, and here they sort of reunited backstage. Huh. Now, Jay White and the guns are like, man, we don't want to team up with you. We think you stink with Anthony Bones. Like, man, have you seen what's going on around here? The only way we're going to be successful is if we are in a big gang. So maybe, just maybe, we should team up. I was like, damn. I'm not sure the Bullet Club agreed. So Anthony was like, look, just think about it. And I suppose this could be a way to reunite Billy Guns with his sons. Or maybe they're all just going to turn on each other and we can have a bunch of trios matches. But we do need to light a fire under these belts. Well, I'd be fine with it either way. We wait and see. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. When Adam Copeland was here, and I was like, good, he got screwed at the pay-per-view. I want to know what he thinks about it. That was a little bit odd, because after he'd run down Christian Cage, he was like, hey, even though it was only for like two minutes, I am now a former TNT champion, so I am entitled to a rematch. But I'm not going to do that, and instead I'm going to work my way back up from the bottom. Now look, this did tie in, because he was like, man, Christian, you've never worked for anything, whereas I work all of the time, and that's what I'm going to do again right now. I was a bit like, Adam, man, just take the title shot. He completely carried this on, though, because he's like, look, I am in my lovely wrestling gear, so why don't I have an open challenge right now so we can get to it? And do you know who answered? I was doing the dance of joy. It was my man, Griff Garrison. All right. He was also with his buddies, Cole Carter and Maria. Once again, it was Ring of Honor guys on AEW, so I'm sure somebody had an aneurysm. But Griff was all like, hey, I'm a person that enjoys taking on people like you. Let's do it. Now, Cole actually repeated what he said in a real-life interview recently. He was like, listen, I see a lot in you, man, but you're not in my level. So Griff was like, all right. And he slapped him right around the face. Adam Copeland, in record time, changed his mind. and We were getting this match. Now, look, a lot of people are super sad that they had a back-and-forth encounter. But I'm going to go back to what I always say. If we tie into the Premier League here in England, sometimes you get the bottom team taking on the top team. And do you know what the bottom team does? They win. That's why sports are so exciting. So it doesn't matter that they have a bit of a tete-for-tete. I thought it was pretty damn fun. Also, when we started doing AEW ups and downs, Griff Garrison was somebody that I was like, man, I'm going to pick you as my champion, whatever that means. So maybe I'm a little bit biased here. When he did came out, I cheered. I'm a weird guy. Of course, he did have help from Carter and Maria, which allowed Garrison to just boot Copeland right in the face. But we arrived at this juncture again, the third time on Collision. I was like, there's no way Griff Garrison is going to win. And lo and behold, I was right. Copeland eventually took out Cole because he was being an idiot and hit the big old crossbody for a one-two-oo. But when Garrison kicked out of that, he smacked Adam again. I was like, man, yeah, he's giving him a beating. He then tried to go to the top rope, which we know is a precarious thing to do in 2004. So Adam Copeland used all of experience. He stopped him, hit the Impaler DDT when he locked on the crossface. And poor Griffy boy had to tap out or do a clap. Carter tried to be an idiot too, so he got speared for his trouble. And let's look at the big picture here. Adam Copeland and Griff Garrison can go backstage and Adam can sit down and say, well, this was good and this wasn't so good. Let's make you into a better performer. That's what we want. We want brand new talent to rise to the top. So I enjoyed this. Also, because on my 2024 bingo card, I never had the former Edge taken on Griff Garrison. I will always be up for crazy matches like this. I am giving it an up. My only real negative, however, as I have been hinting, is that this episode of Collision, as you will see later on, just had way too many matches that you were able to telegraph. Like, sometimes you do need a little bit of jeopardy, otherwise you kind of fall into a little bit of a pattern. So that is going to get it down. But is it a big deal? No, not massively. Sometimes, I'm just a bit of a nerd. I think Darby Allen and Ric Flair then did big up the fact that we are on Sting's retirement tour when we had another match with Sky Blue. And I tell you, we have something down for her this year because she is starting to get a lot of wins. It also goes to show that sometimes you do need to go spooky-wooky if you do want to get some victories. And she was taking on Kira Hogan. Now, look, I like Kira Hogan a lot. I think she has a big upside, but it ties into what I just said. 
Sky Blue was never gonna lose this. Hogan used a slap technique to begin with. When she started to bust out kicks that were super, that's that man. Hogan has been studying her modern day wrestling. Sadly though, she all but forgot about the back of her head. What does that mean? Well, she wasn't focused on it, so Blue totally cracked her in that area, and now she was on top. Kira was totally set on these super kicks though, and she got another one when Sky went for a flying nothing, when she hit a neck breaker. I was like, man, you are just putting all the moves in there, and also you should be arrested. You tried to break somebody's neck. I think she just mostly wanted to go old school wrestling moves because she went for the 10 punches in the corner, but Blue was like, no, it's 2024. You're not doing that to me. When essentially they hit even more super kicks, you went really quiet, you could hear a lot of people freaking out. I kind of feel like Sky has a new combo finisher though, unless I've totally missed this, because she hit the TKO and she transitioned right into the Dragon Sleeper and she got the tap out win. So I don't think I've seen her do that before, but I'm an idiot and I could be wrong. Like I say though, she is going to smash it in 2024. This brand new edge, not Adam Copeland, is already working for her gonna give it enough. We also made sure we tied it in here as well because we got a comeback video for Serena Deeb and I could not wait for her to return when Claudio Castagnoli was here and he was gonna kill a dude. So once again I remind you of that down because he was taking on Andrew Everett and Andrew Everett was never going to beat Claudio and also before this Castagnoli was throwing out challenges for Dynamite and you ain't gonna believe it because he said he wants to take on Hangman Anna Page and all of a sudden in some places I didn't even know I had I started to get excited, because I tell you this, if that's not a good match, then aliens are about to attack and destroy the world, because we ain't ever seen anything like this. He also made sure he smashed Andrew here as well, and he gave him the big swing and the neutralizer, before he hit the short arm clothesline to get the one, two, three. I was like, wait a minute, that was basically a rainmaker. Am I reading too much into this? I mean, probably yes. That's the fun of wrestling, go nuts. This was totally fine though, and it was one of those things that you can forget about as soon as it is done, so it is gonna get an up. I'm not gonna give it another down, but I'm just gonna remind you of that down. This is mostly the reason why it got it. We then had a quick interview with Big Bill and Ricky Starks, who are our AEW Tag Team Champions, because it was time to lay out the plan. Because Ricky feels like the fact they are returning to Daly's place means we need a big old match, so he is gonna challenge Sammy Guevara. And then when we get to Battle of the Belts, they will put their titles on the line against Sammy and Chris Jericho, but it's gonna be a street fight. Why not? And when it does come to the Battle of the Belts show, I do feel like we have to change some championships at some point, because we don't really do that. I think that Billy Boy and Ricky should be losing their titles right now. This is gonna be an interesting one. Which brought us to the main event. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, man, do I love this shit. Because AEW had done such a good job building up FTR versus the House of Black, even though you didn't need to. You could have just gone, oh, hey, it's going to be FTR versus the House of Black. And I would have gone, I'm in. That's exactly what happened, too, because they were just wrestling because Dax Harbour was in there. And then Buddy Matthews was in there. And then Cash Wheeler was in there. And then Malachi arrived. He kind of had a different idea to this. He just sat on the floor. There's everyone like, how did he ever get that over? And Dax did join him. Then he flipped him off. And I laughed because I'm an idiot. That really kind of annoyed Black, though, as he started to point out the fact that Dax's family were in the audience. I was like, why is nobody ringing the police? These dudes are always threatening them. They need some help. Cash and Malachi then clash with Wheeler going right into the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. Which, of course, is where Malachi decided, well, I know, I am just going to do a moonsault to the floor. How does he do it with such elegance? I mean, the cash really needed the hot tag, but once again, I think it was just too cold in this arena. So he got his hands, he did that thing you do when you're out in the ice. He went, <sighs> as soon as it had reached temperature, he tagged Dax in. That's not what happened at all. 
I don't know why I said it. Harwood is a really good hot tag, though, and he smashed out a brain buster onto Black to get a one-two-oo. But by this stage, it was eventually two-on-one, and the wrestling maths got the better of him. And they went absolutely crazy with the one-two-oos and the near-falls as well. And unlike the rest of the show, I sat there just going all wibbly-jibbly, because I didn't know who was going to win here, and you could have picked either pathway, and I probably would have been fine with it. I think Malachi was getting wound up by this too, so he went and got a chair, and he started to threaten Dax's family again. But this is when from nowhere, oh my gosh, FTR hit the shatter machine for an amazing one-two-oo. I totally bought it. Malachi broke that up though, which is when Brody King started to walk to the ring. I can only presume that Daniel Garcia was sat backstage going, man, I remember what that guy did to me in the C2. So if he does anything, I'm going to hit him with a chair. That's what he did. And he was all being like, rah, rah, when it came to FDR, he's their new friend. It actually helped Buddy Matthews, though, who busted out this stomp from nowhere. And I tell you, that was another great false finish because Dax grabbed the ropes at the last second. I was freaking out. He also went for a bomb of power, but that's when these two started to trade the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, where Dax hit this really good cradle and he got the three. And that's the way you do it. It had a certain aggression to it. You don't often see it. It probably was a massive mistake, though, because the House of Black Men ruined these guys. They had weapons and everything. And when they were laying in the floor, Julia Hart went over to the ring bell and she ran it ten times. I'm sorry. This group is really, really cool. It also kind of gave you the impression that even in defeat, this feud is just starting and good. Look up to my fanes. You could do a best of seven series in this and I would enjoy every single one. You have 18 to 20 minutes today. I would watch this. It is totally getting it up. It also means potentially we could do a trios and throw Garcia in there because that would work. Once again, Collision is just a really good wrestling show. I am pointing my finger to the sky. It's getting it up. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Smacker Down. As I always say, support all the shows. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Like the video, share the video, subscribe. Leave me a comment and just let me know how you're feeling today because it's good to share those feelings. And let's have a powerful week. I will see you as the days go past. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.